being a member of the Professional Women in Building Council allows you to um, come together and it's like a collective network of experience. All of a sudden, your experience on the job has just grown tenfold. Welcome back to Women at Work, a podcast celebrating the vast experiences women can have in the residential construction industry, along with the unique skills and approaches each woman brings to her role. Hi, I'm Caroline Broderick, your new co-host of work and the associate editor for ProBuilder. Remember, if you like what you're hearing and want us to keep putting out new episodes, it would help us a lot if you'd leave a rating and review wherever you get your audio. Even a short review helps show support for women builders, designers, and business managers who are crushing it at work and beyond. So, all right, let's get into it. I am Julie Schaefer. I am a project manager for Aurora Custom Builders, and we are located in um, Jacksonville Beach, Florida. That's uh, Northeast Florida. Even when Julie Schaefer is not at work, she's spending much of her free time working in the industry, primarily with her local professional women in building council. As chair of her local PWB last year, Julie started an after-school program in collaboration with a nonprofit to get elementary school-aged girls excited about the construction industry. Last year, she won the award for Outstanding Council of the Year from the National Association of Home Builders PWB Council, among other awards, for her nonprofit work. Though it may be hard to believe, in the beginning, Julie entered the industry without a bit of non- Knowledge on residential construction, but she credits all of her success to the support from her fellow PWB members. So believe it or not, I answered an ad in the newspaper for a bookkeeper and selections coordinator, that was the official title, um, for a custom home builder. When you answered that newspaper ad, did you really have any background knowledge about the construction industry at all? Not a lick. Not a lick. I, um, I grew up, you know, in Western New York. My degree was in history. I was going to be a teacher. Um, I did my student teaching and realized, oh, my goodness, I really don't think that I can be a teacher. It is definitely a calling um, and kind of funny that I, I ended up being an after-school program director. <laughs> I'll, we'll get to that later, but um, it's uh, it all kind of comes full circle. I was wondering if you had any memories that kind of stick out in your head from when either you first started in the industry or when you started going to those job sites that kind of made it clear that, oh, this, you know, this may be definitely a male-dominated field. Every job gives you daily challenges to overcome, but I have to tell you, um, I had one job. It was, this is the one that was really like, wow, this is this is not going to be as easy as I thought it was. When you love something so much that you, you can't wait to get out and do it and you start getting little roadblocks here and there, it can become daunting, but... Um, I had one project. It was uh, renovating a home in a prominent gated community here just after um, Hurricane Irma. And um, it was the first time I was actually um, acting superintendent and project manager on the job. So it was a little daunting for sure. But (laughs) what really helped me overcome my doubts and fears about being in the um in the field was that uh every time I had a meeting with the owner, um, whether it was just to chat with him or to meet a sub, he would always refer to me as the color girl, meaning um 
you know, to say my only duty was like to help him pick out the tile or pick out the paint color, which in actuality, I never did any of that. But that is how he saw me. And that's, I guess, his view of women in construction. But it it kind of solidified my desire to prove that managing a remodeling project and a job site was something that women could do. And it was something that we could do well. I was wondering if you had any tips to maybe help somebody who's first starting off and running into their own first situation where they are deemed the color girl as well. I, I have to say you really have to to go with your gut. Just don't take no for an answer. And and by what I mean by no is, you know, don't let it get at you down. Make sure that you keep coming back. I am really um lucky that we utilize some amazing sub-vendors. I still get the vendor that comes on the job site and automatically assumes that I'm the homeowner and not a project manager or a superintendent, depending on the job. Um, I think it's really personality-driven, but just don't don't ever let that that negativity get you down and go, you know, excuse me, no, here's here's what you have to do and here's let's chat, you know. You know, through learning more about you, Julie, it really seems as though you truly have a passion for empowering women and exposing more, you know, younger girls to the construction industry. So you've been able to combine this passion with your job as well. You know, for starters, I understand you worked with Aurora Builders for 18 years. And, you know, as we discussed, you took a few years off to work on Community Connections and mm-hmm. office you know, aimed at women and children struggling with homelessness. So I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit more about that decision to kind of put a pause on your involvement in the industry and move toward the nonprofit sector for a bit. Well, you know, a lot of that was driven by the recession, of course. You know, my experience here for the most part had been uh, up until that point, a good eight years was construction. Um, and I just was so very thankful that Michael had a connection with nonprofit. And it was it was just a very easy, um, you know, I can't do what I love to do, so I'm going to help somebody. You were also the immediate past chair for the Northeast Florida Builders Association's Professional Women in Building Council, and that council was officially chartered in 2018. So you got involved in leadership from the get-go as vice chair and have since then won the award for Outstanding Council of the Year last year from NAB's Professional Women in Building Council and placed second in both Outstanding Innovative Programs and Outstanding Community Outreach Programs for Mid-Sized Council In addition, your work on the council granted you the recognition as one of the outstanding women in construction by construction business owner. So I want to dissect a few of those accomplishments. (laughs) 2019 was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But to start, I – So I want to dissect, you know, your accomplishments, but I want to start with this. You accepted the position in 2018 as vice chair without realizing that you would be the chair the following year. So you really went in blind yet made the absolute most out of that position, it seems. What do you think overall generally the key to that success was? Oh, I can tell you absolutely without a doubt putting the right people in place. Um, I was uh, very fortunate to have a good year and a half under my belt as a 
um, NEFPA, Northeast Florida Builders Association member and a professional women in building um, member. We, though we were officially charted, uh, chartered in 2017, we were still getting together. So I was very lucky to be introduced to some amazing women with uh, a passion and um, go-getter, you know, attitude and um, leadership skills. And I said, um, hey, why don't we increase the board from six to nine? And I was able to just get some great people, and they were helpmates. I did not do – I mean, this sounds like a great, you know, many credits, um, but it was certainly – a team effort, and I could not have done it without the help and the amazing leadership that the rest of my board members showed. It was it was just my ultimate ultimate kudos was that I put the right people in place. You know, in that time when you were chair, I believe you created a program for Girls Inc., a nonprofit that aims to empower and inspire young girls. So I was wondering if you could tell me more about why this was something that you wanted to pursue. I was able to, when I worked for Community Connections of Jacksonville, one of my um, titles there, one of the best jobs I had there was as um, after-school program director for the after-school and summer camp programs at um, at the shelter. And um, I had some experience. I wrote and was granted a grant from NASA for um, a summer camp program, a space camp program. And um, it was probably one of my best experiences while working for Community Connections. And when I became vice chair, uh, my then chair, Toria Hale, and I sat down and said, uh, what we really want to do is focus on growing our members and our membership. And, you know, at the time, women having made up only, you know, less than 10% of the construction industry, I felt that that was personally unacceptable. So our, our, the thought was how do we how do we grow it how do we get more people involved more women involved and um you know our initial thought was to start with the University of North Florida's construction management program we have a great construction management program here and they do have a women in construction um club but you know by the time you reach college you've already decided this is what I'm going to go do so we really realized that we had to try and get kids involved, whether they were high school, middle school, and, you know, having already done an after-school program, um, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to draw on my experiences. And I said, why don't we um, why don't we reach out to Girls, Inc.? They were a group that we had partnered with at my time um, at Community Connections and see if they would be interested in participating in, um, you know, a construction-based STEM programs that we could deliver to their third, fourth, and fifth grade girls and really kind of spark that interest. And on top of it, let them know, you know, construction isn't just about swinging a hammer. It's about land development. It's about structural engineering. It's about interior design. It's about finance and getting, you know, bank loans to actually get construction done. And, um, we were able to put together a, a five-series program that, again, started with land development and went all the way through interior design, and um, we got the, the materials 100% donated, 
all funded for free because the one thing that an after-school program does not need is volunteers that are going to be a drain on your resources, right? So um, we were able to put together the program, um, get all the materials donated. The facilitators were all um, members of the Northeast Florida Builders Association, um, usually professionals within that. So, um, for instance, we had one program which was um, building a bridge. It was structural engineering based. And we had um, professional women in building uh, members actually, who were structural engineers, deliver that program. So not only were we trying to get them interested in construction, but we had professionals that were living this every day, able to talk to these girls and give them real, um, you know, everyday experiences. And um, and now we're in the process of revamping that STEM program to bring on different programs and just continue to get the word out to these younger, um, you know, next generation builders and say, look, this is something that you may not have considered, but definitely something that you can do. You did nonprofit work before. You've done it now with the rest of the PWB Council. I was wondering if you had any advice for other women in local councils who might want to begin nonprofit work as well? The first thing is you have to identify what you would like to do and then find your way to do that. And maybe it is through your local um, HBA association and see if they've got a nonprofit that can help you do that. Um, that's a little it's a little more difficult, but I think the only other thing that you really have to have is heart and soul and drive. Find something that you love, you know, kind of like, uh, um, you know, it's been a, a terrible week for us with Ruth Bader Ginsburg passing, but, you know, her very appropriate um, quote is, is, fight for the things that you care, but do it in a way that will lead others to join you. That is, you know, that's what you have to keep in mind. Just, um, you know, follow your passion. I I saw the council posted a quote of yours. I came for the networking. I stayed for the empowerment. Would you say that this sums up your experience on the council fairly well? Oh, my goodness, absolutely. Um, I, I, I can't even tell you how important it is for um, a, a woman in the construction industry to get involved with your local home building association. Um it's a, it was a total game changer for me. It really was. The opportunities to grow professionally and the contacts that you make, you just can't put a price on that. And um, it's just an amazing group of women, and we continue to grow. And it is just, it's, um, it's just one of those things that I could not do without, truly. Would you say that becoming a member of this organization has helped you become better at your own job? Oh, absolutely, by far. And I, I, not only I, – I mean, you need somebody to bounce things off of, and what better, you know, place to do it than um, a group who share your experiences. Um, you know, it's kind of difficult being the minority in a profession. Who are you going to go talk to when you have a question? It's not easy to do, um, but but – you know, being a member of the Professional Women in Building Council um, allows you to um, come together, and it's like a collective network of experience. All of a sudden, your experience on the job has just grown tenfold because you have these relationships with other women who know exactly what you're going through. 
Thanks to Julie for joining me on the podcast and to all of you for listening. Links to more information about Aurora Builders and the PWB Council can be found in the episode's show notes. Women at Work is now available on iTunes, Google Play, and anywhere else you get your audio. If you like what you hear, consider rating and reviewing the show. Our next episode will feature another female professional who's making waves in the industry. Until then, follow us on social and keep the work up.